Hello and welcome to another episode of Crazy Conspiracies. I'm your host, Chris. And today we'll be talking about a topic that a bunch of you guys have requested. It's about aliens. Now I know there's been millions of people that have talked about this. But on this episode, it, it's, it's going to be a little bit different. Not only will we talk about aliens, but time travel will also be thrown in here. Plus personal UFO stories that I myself have witnessed. So, let's jump to it. Let's begin with the first ever recorded UFO sighting. On March 1st, 1639, John Winthrop opened his diary in which he recorded the trials and triumphs of his fellow Puritans as they made a new life in America. As the governor of Massachusetts Bay Colony put pen to paper, he began to recount a most unusual event that had recently caused a stir among the uh, a stir among the Eng- English em- uh, immigrants. Winthrop wrote that earlier that year, James Everell, a sober, discreet man, with two others, had been rowing a boat in the muddy river, which flowed through the swampland, and emptied into a tidal basin into the Charles River, when they saw a great light in the sky. When it stood still, it flamed up and was about three yards square, the governor reported. When it ran, it was contracted into the figure of a swine. Over the course of two or three hours, the boatman said that the mysterious light ran as swift as an arrow, darting back and forth between them and the village of Charlestown, a distance of approximately two miles. Diverse other credible uh, persons saw the same light after about the same place, Winthrop added. So multiple people saw this, not only uh, the people that were out, uh, out there in their boats. Multiple people saw this. The governor wrote that when the strange light, uh, I'm sorry, when the strange apparition finally faded away, the three Puritans in the boat were stunned to find themselves one mile upstream as if the light had transported them there. The men had no memory of rowing against the tide, although it's possible they could have been carried by the wind or a reverse tidal flow. So it could have been possible that something else could have happened. Uh, while they were staring at this light, they could have just been going, you know, uh, with the tidal flow. But somehow they found they they found themselves there. The mysterious repositioning of the boat could suggest that they were unaware of part of their existence. Some researchers would interpret this as a possible alien abduction if it happened today. Now we're gonna jump back. Uh, we're we're gonna jump far to the mid nineteen forty seven. So we're talking about going from uh, nineteen. Uh, I mean sixteen thirty nine. Now we're going to 1947. A United States Army Air Force balloon crashed at a ranch near Roswell, New Mexico, following white initials interest in the crash, a quote-unquote flying disc. The U.S. military stated that it was merely a conventional weather balloon, which of course is the whole Roswell incident where uh Tons of people saw this strange thing in the sky and it crashed at Roswell. Uh, And later the military officials came back and saying, oh, this was a weather balloon 
blah, blah, blah. Not a lot of people believe this. And now there are reports of sons and daughters of officers who were there and helped to clean up after the set weather balloon crashed. And their stories are compelling. When asked about what happened on that night, they remember that they were walking by their father. And hearing the stories about a ship that crashed and they were brought there so they could see it for, the, for themselves. They recall what we know today as a flying saucer in the form of a disc. And they remember seeing the aliens, dead aliens and aliens that were alive in there. Everything that crashed along with the deceased aliens were taken away and transported back to the base. Now here's the tricky part that uh, confuses most people. When they recovered everything, they transported it to different parts. Uh, I'm sorry. They transported different parts to different bases along with the aliens that they recovered. So some people believe that, you know, when they crashed there, they took it to the same base and they kept them there and they did experiments and so on and so on. When it crashed and they picked them all up, everything got transported. Everything got like separated and it got sent to different bases. To, and to me, that makes more sense just to have everything in one spot. And that's why, of course, people believe that everything is in Area 51, which, of course, it's not. When we will come back, we will discuss more alien and time travel stuff. Stay tuned. Now, this could be all true or not. With all this alien talk that has been going on for centuries, we really got to stop and think. Are we really alone? The universe is far too big for us to be the only ones here, along with countless abductions all dating back from the 1950s to of course the present. Now I mentioned at the beginning that I would touch the topic of time travel, and I would do so for the simple reason that I personally do not believe that time travel is possible. For the simple reason that it just it doesn't make sense to me. But what if maybe time travel is possible? If you went into the black hole, Nobody really knows what happens if you went to a black hole. We could possibly warp into a different place in time or will we get destroyed in seconds. Nobody really knows because nobody has really traveled through a black hole. This could possibly be the only way that aliens really travel from wherever they are to our uh, space. You know, they could go, go through a black hole and they could warp to where we are right now that to me is really the only way that time travel really makes sense to me time travel is a really hard subject for me to grasp and believe because i don't really believe that time travel is possible for the simple fact that um you know if if you're talking about time travel right you're talking about let's say time travel is possible today I get in my time machine and I can go back to the past and let's say I could go to a Queen concert right when uh, Freddie Mercury was alive. So if I can go back in time and see Queen perform or I could talk to my great great grandmother right so that means that at this very point in time that I'm thinking of going back in time meaning that my ancestors are living in the past. Because if I can go back and visit them, that means that I'm visiting people that on my time are dead. But if I go back, they're alive. See, this is the whole battle that goes on in my head. I mean, about time travel. It's just not possible to me. You're talking about people that have passed away, 
right in our time but if we go back in time if we somehow can get ourselves from the present to go back to the time so we can talk to them that means that they're still living like they're stuck in the past and they're reliving their lives and their memories and they're alive and i don't know that's why i don't believe time travel could be possible <clears throat> excuse me but this could also possibly be the way that these aliens travel from space to fa uh, space to space i'm sorry <laughs> different galaxies and different planets now i promised you guys that i was going to talk about uh more personal experiences uh that i've encountered with uh aliens and uh ufos so when i was six years old my family and i would rent a hotel every year on my birthday and we would spend three days there so we would spend the whole weekend uh in the hotel and i remember uh, we used to have fun. It was crazy to think about us having fun. But yeah, we used to. My family is, uh, yeah. I remember one particular night, I had fallen asleep and woke up in the middle of the night. It must have been like 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning when I woke up. I woke up in the bed and there was nobody in the room. There were six of us in there. There was my grandparents, my mom, my stepdad, me and my brother. There were six of us in, in the same room. When I woke up, I found them all in the balcony. And our balcony just looked at the ocean. So we had a clear view of the ocean when we woke up. So I'm from Puerto Rico, so obviously there's oceans. Like, there's the beach everywhere. <clears throat> so our balcony faced the beach. So when I woke up, uh, I saw my family just standing at the balcony. And they were uh, just looking at the ocean. And I can hear them. And they sounded surprised but scared, saying things like, look, or like, what is that? Typical scary movie cheesy lines, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I woke up, and when I went to join them, they told me to look at the ocean. And I'm looking, and I, I stared for a while, and I didn't see anything. So for a second there, I thought that, you know, they, they were just either pulling a prank on me, or they were just going crazy. But in a matter of time, one by one, I just saw these lights coming up from the water. And they just staying there as in just waiting for their other friends to come up. And just one by one, they just came from out of the ocean. Like, as if they had submerged into the water and they were coming up. And their ships had so many lights. It was unbelievable. It was, it was amazing. It was incredible. The most amazing experience I've ever encountered in my life so they just stood there for uh, a couple minutes and their ships it, they just disappeared in a blink of an eye you know it was just boom gone like it was like this uh what do you call that it was like a, like they were there and they just like warped kind of something like from star wars they just warped whoop, gone gone i have witnessed many of these encounters with friends and families another encounter was i was with my friend um i must have been a freshman or sophomore in high school and his family had this apartment uh and i remember it was at night and uh his family was having a, a sort of a of a barbecue and the grown-ups were doing their own thing and us the kids we were just doing our own thing 
and we saw these strange lights just from the sky they were just they were just moving so fast it was nothing like an airplane or a helicopter would do it would go fast and it would stop in the middle of the sky and it would just move left stop and move right and stop it was crazy it was amazing actually it was scary but it was amazing to witness and see and so the place that we were it was a little island uh and we saw the light and it kind of went towards the separate island and it landed there so we ran back and we told his family and they thought that we were just um you know just crazy and we were just seeing things so my best friend his aunt came with us just to kind of figure out what was going on we told her what was going on so we kind of went on the hill and we looked at where this light had went to and we saw this saucer like ship and it had so many lights it was just incredibly amazing and it was unbelievable sort of like 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 a star wars or 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 a, a star trek some incredible ship and within seconds, it just took off and it just vanished, never to be seen again. I can tell you right now, I did not sleep that night. It was scary, but it was amazing. And that's what really fueled my interest in trying to find out, are we really alone in this universe? Because with all my experiences, I can tell you right now, we are not. And if you really believe that we were the only species in this universe... I can tell you right now you're wrong. Very wrong. We are not the only ones in the, the universe is so big. I mean, there's just no way we can be the only ones. I mean, it's been proven that Mars once there was life there, you know, and the ozone got weak and that that was probably what destroyed life on Mars. It got weak and it could no longer withstand um the rays of the sun and it just melted everybody i mean it's been proven that there has been life on mars you know and saturn the moon of saturn one of the moons of saturn is basically the equivalent of earth it can it can't withstand life but it has oceans it has water it, it has basically the components of earth but of course we cannot live there because different gases and stuff but it still has water you know what I'm saying? We're not. There's. There's just no way we're the only ones in the in the in the entire universe. All right. So now we're we're gonna uh, fast forward a little bit more to evidence that has been proven in World War Two, and uh, this is by one of Hitler's scientists. He created what is called the man-made UFO. This man created an exact replica of a ufo hence the name a man-made ufo ships that do the same thing as an alien aircraft would excuse me uh levitate this ship could be going 100 miles per hour and it can take a left turn like it's amazing like it just fast incredible undetectable not only that, but the United States, after the war ended, 
they contacted this scientist and brought him to the United States so he could build stuff for us. Things that we can even comprehend. If we were to understand the technology that we really have, everything else that we own, everything else that we have is completely obsolete. There's no use for everything that we have right now for the technology that they have at this very moment. But ever since Roswell, we have the technology and we've been conducting experiments and we have it all figured out. But the reason, uh, not, not the reason, I'm sorry, but the question is, why haven't they told us? Why haven't they let us get all this technology and probably even eliminate all the diseases that we have right now? All this technology could possibly cure every single disease in the world. Now, I don't want to get too deep into this because we could go on about how they just want to make money out of it. And the longer they wait on it, the more money they're going to make. Because, of course, people need to buy the medication, so on and so on. We're here to talk about aliens, not about the government, not yet. You know, and uh, I think my the thing... The conspiracy that I love the most about aliens is uh, the battle, the battle of uh, L.A. The battle of L.A. Uh, they turned it into a movie, and of course, the movie it's more uh, more story like. You know, aliens came down and they fought the aliens. Boom, boom, boom. But that really happened. The battle of Los Angeles, nineteen forty-two, I think it was. Uh, nineteen forty-two, if I'm not correct, I haven't uh, looked at it in a while. Uh, I can look at it right now. But Battle of Los Angeles, basically, uh, so they turned into a movie. Uh, yeah, uh, February twenty-five, nineteen forty-two. So Battle of Los Angeles, basically. Uh, so they had this, uh, b military base, right? And they were told that they were expecting an airstrike from the enemy. And so they did what they had to do. They waited and waited and waited for the enemy to strike. And it was, uh, the enemy, of course, it was Japan at the time, uh, so when they were waiting and waiting for this aircraft to come and attack them, right? But when they least suspected it, the sirens started going crazy, signaling, hence, that there was an attack incoming. So they all got their lights, and they pointed their lights at this aircraft in the air. And they started shooting rounds after rounds after round after round at this supposedly enemy aircraft. And they shot, and they shot. And the pictures that they took from this day, you can look it up on Google, Battle of Los Angeles. You will see these pictures. Not the movie, of course. Don't look at the movie. Look at the real pictures. They have uh, newspaper clips, actual pictures, black and white pictures, negative pictures. So you can kind of see the more uh, the details of this picture. But you can see 
all the lights aiming at the ship. And you can see the rounds going off near the ship as if it has this shield around it that no round can penetrate it. And the rounds are just exploding close to it. And the lights are reflecting on this object in the sky that they believed it was a Japanese uh, aircraft, an anti-aircraft. Not anti-aircraft, I'm sorry, but it was a Japanese aircraft, right? Coming to attack them. But with all these rounds from cannons, like these rounds are huge. They were shooting at them. And nothing ever exploded. Nothing ever came down. Uh, nothing ever hit it. Because if you look at the picture, everything just hitting around it. Like I said, it's it has some sort of, uh, I don't know, like a shield around it. Nothing ever came down. Nothing ever fell. And so that's when they started saying that, oh, this was a weather balloon. Okay, but where were the remains of it? There was no remains. There was nothing ever recovered. This was just craziness, right? So this is where this mayhem of, oh, it has to be aliens. This is where it all basically began in this new world. Not back in 1632, but right there in 1942 when that happened, then Roswell happened, and then everything just went crazy, all right? Uh, so now I want to show you guys... Uh, this this little clip I have this little clip from you guys from a radio show uh, the host his name is Art Bell he was an American broadcaster an author and a conspiracy theorist theorist and here's here's the funny part every time we talk about conspiracies right uh, people that have died uh, for example like Jimi Hendrix or uh, Marilyn Monroe well, all these famous people, right? They have died like uh, JFK. You know, all these people have mysteriously died. And just like that, this radio uh, radio show host, Art Bell, he died from an accidental overdose. Seems very suspicious to me. Uh, suspicious to me. But of course, they ruled an accidental overdose. Whatever. But this guy, he was a conspiracy theorist. And he, uh, he had a radio show. Uh... Where he discussed conspiracy theories, uh, uh, I'm sorry, conspiracy theories, and he had a guest and people calling and telling him stories and things that happened. But here's a clip from uh, uh, mid '90s, late '90s. I I, I really can't, I, I can't remember. Uh, but here's a clip from uh, a man that claimed. That he worked for Area 51. Here's that clip. You're on the air. Hello. Hello, Art. Yes. Hi. Um, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of uh, time. Um, well, look, let's begin yeah. by finding out whether you're using this line properly or not. Uh, Area 51. Yeah, um, that's right. Were you an employee or are you now? Uh, I, a former employee. Former um, employee. I, I, I was let go on a medical discharge about a week ago. And, and I, I've kind of been running across the country, um, oh man, I don't know where to start. They're, uh, they're, they're gonna, um, they'll triangulate on this position really, really soon. So um, you can't spend a lot of time on the phone, so give us something quick. Okay, um, um, 
Okay, well, what we're thinking of as as aliens are they're uh, they're they're extra dimensional beings that an earlier precursor of the um, space program made contact with. Uh, they they are not what they claim to be. Uh, they have infiltrated a lot of uh, uh, a lot of aspects of, of of the military establishment, particularly the Area 51. Uh, the, the disasters that are coming, they the, the military. I'm sorry, the, the government knows about them, and there's a lot of safe areas in this world that they could begin moving the population to now aren't but they're not doing they're not doing anything they are not they want the major population centers wiped out so that the, the few that are left will be more easily controllable discharge <laughs> In some way, something knocked us off the air, and we're on a backup system now. It's uh, government or I don't know. I said, isn't that crazy? That clip. Ugh. I mean, this man was a radio show host. I mean, who? There's, there's, there's just no way that he's just gonna. I don't know. There's just no way he can make this up online on cue. I mean, it could have been practice, whatever. But this is this this just so many things going on at the time, and everything just sounds, you know, real. At least for me. Uh, we'll be back after these short messages. With everything that he has, he has uh, he had this guy calling about Air Fifty One. He had a guy calling that he claimed to be from the year I think it was like twenty three something, a time traveler. And he gave clues. This was back in 1996. And the guy called and he said that he heard his voice on the radio. And the rules of time travel is if you hear your voice on radio or TV or something, you have to call that place, that television or that radio station. And you have to tell them, yeah, I just called because I just heard my voice. And then... Art Bell kind of asks him, um, okay, so what year are you from? And he said, like, 23-something, right? And at first, when I was listening to this, I kind of didn't believe it. It was kind of like, okay, whatever. So he gave some uh, details that he there was no way he would have known because this was back in 1996. And he gave details of things that happened in the early 2000s. Uh, so you guys can go check him out. His name is Art Bell. Uh, check out his radio shows. They're amazing. Uh, conspiracies, of course. But the, the, the most, uh, mysterious part about Art Bell is that, uh, he mysteriously disappeared from the airways. You know, he disappeared from a show more than six million people listened to. Every night, six million people listen to his show every night, and he just mysteriously disappeared. He came back two weeks later, you know, and uh, 
he just didn't want to do it anymore. He he, he was more like a. He was just paranoid and uh you know he 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 didn't want to admit to anything that he said he kind of wanted to take it back he remained equally circumspect like he just didn't want to basically do it no more and then after that he died of an accidental overdose i mean that's just it it, it just doesn't add up i mean People believed he was stalked by his the, the enemies, basically the government. Was he silent by the state? Was he abducted by aliens? Well, I mean, we we would never know. We would never know. So with all these all these little stories that I've uh, sort of told you guys about my experiences with UFOs and uh, historical evidence and uh, all of this, I I really would love to know. What you guys think, and if you guys do your own research, what what have you guys found? What how can we prove that we're not the only ones on this planet? We're not the only species in this galaxy. How could we prove this? I will. I really would love to find out. Well, thank you so much for listening. Once again, my name is Chris, and I will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening.